Welcome back to The Print Shop and my latest podcast. This week, I want to share with you the history of the pioneer families who came to this area and built the foundations of our community. The history of the Shepherd families is filled with some very interesting stories, as well as the hardship that they endured after coming here in the 1800s. William E. Shepherd and Martha Shepherd established residence in Caister Township in the 1880s. William was a self-taught mechanic who operated a sawmill in Caister before moving to Smithville in the early 1900s. Martha was a daughter of the late Robert James Adams, who was born in St. Catharines and whose ancestry dates back to Ireland. The Adams family consisted of six children, Sangster Adams of Caisterville and Mrs. Lavonia Overend of Portland, Oregon, Mrs. W.E. Shepherd and Mrs. W.A. Edwards of Smithville, Mrs. Harry E. Shear, Parma, Ohio, Mrs. Edith Mitchell, Edmonton, Alberta. Upon moving to Smithville in 1914, William and Martha built a two-story building on Griffin Street. There had previously been a building on this premises where Bates Foundry operated. Fire destroyed that building, and this new building was built to house a movie theater as well as an apartment on the second floor for the Shepherd family. The building still is present on the street, and it was refurbished to have some commercial space on the first floor and apartments on both floors. William Shepherd operated a garage repairing all types of machinery and later on cars and trucks. He was one of the first residents to buy a car when they were first manufactured. Late in life, William suffered with blood clots and lost both his legs from the knees down and passed away in the late 1940s. The shop was always a place for locals to congregate and even when William lost his legs, Jack and his sons would carry him down the stairs and place him in a chair where he could visit with his friends and play checkers and other games. Some members of the old boys' clubs were Bill Munn, Walter Young, Fergie Swayze, Art Lamon, William Hunter, Fred Hutt, and Jack Fisher. Jack Shepard was born in 1895, lived with his parents in Smithville, where he went to school. After graduating from high school, he attended a school in Hamilton where he took a business course for one year. Following that, he worked in his father's garage and learned to be a mechanic. When World War I started, Jack was only 17. He falsified his age so that he could sign up to enlist in the Army and was accepted. He rose to the rank of sergeant and after a short training course, he was shipped overseas into the Great Conflict. In France, he was injured near the end of the war and ended up in hospital back in England. This is where Jack met Lillian Spencer as she was driving ambulance and working in the hospital. They were married in England in 1918 after the war ended and they made plans to come to Canada. Due to the injuries Jack suffered and they were not permitted to travel on the same boat and Lillian arrived first in Smithville. On arriving at the train station in Smithville, she was astounded that the roads were not paved. It had been raining a lot and the roads were very muddy, and she had chosen to wear high heels. She had a lot of difficulty walking, and to make matters worse, Martha's, Jack's mother, was not pleased that they had got married and did not warmly welcome Lillian. Jack arrived on another boat and, due to his injuries, was taken to Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto, where he spent several weeks. 
When released from hospital, Jack first went to work for his father in the garage, and Lillian, with her entrepreneurial spirit, decided to open the movie theater in the space upstairs. The movies were silent and in black and white. They bought a piano, and someone played the music during the movies. Popcorn was also served. Jack was also very progressive, and in 1920 bought a home on the bank of the 20 Mile Creek on the south side of Canberra Street, where their family grew up and attended school in Smithville. They had two daughters, Barbara and Jean, and two sons, Alec and Howard. In the early 1930s, Jack leased the McCall Frontenac Oil Company garage on St. Catherine Street. Then in 1936, Jack and Lillian purchased land on West Street near the corner of Wade Road and West Street. Here they erected a two-story building for a restaurant, residence, and a garage with gas pumps. They also had six rooms upstairs for rent. They named the business Ships Inn, a country inn. The inn was actually named after their dog, which they called Shep. The George and the garage part had a pit that they were able to do all oil changes, grease jobs, plus they operated a tow truck. Then the World War II started in 1939, and Jack had the urge to be part of the armed services again, and he joined the reserve. He was posted in a number of locations in Canada. He worked as a mechanic on motor vehicles. Then following the war, Jack's first job in returning home was a mechanic employed by Orville Garner at his GM dealership when they moved to Smithville from Silverdale. His son, Alec, was the first member of the family to join the war effort in 1939, and it was with RCAMC, 5th Field Ambulance, and he went overseas with his unit as a sergeant. Alec also married an English lady, Jane Sargent, of Gloucester, England. She also served in the armed forces. After the war, they came back to Canada and resided in Smithville. Alec, with his interest in being a chef, bought the Chef's Inn business from his father and mother. And then Jack and Lillian then purchased a residence on Station Street, and Jack operated his father's shop on Griffin Street. Howard, the youngest son, joined the army and during the war was transferred to several brigades, the last one being the Black Watch. After his training, he served overseas in England and Europe. He served as a dispatch motorcycle rider. operated the business at Shepson with her two daughters. With the war training facilities at Mount Hope, Dunville, Hagersville, and other places close by, she had a number of the trainees that visited during their time in Canada. They first asked was to see Niagara Falls, and Lillian made many trips to the falls during this time. Lillian was also very active in the community, starting a local chapter of the Red Cross, where they packed boxes of clothing, etc., for the veterans overseas. Along with Lillian, the women also knit a lot of sweaters, gloves, socks, etc. When Lillian first came to Canada, she used her nursing skills and helped Dr. G.H. Lees deliver many babies at home, and she would also stay and look after the mother and the baby. Over the years, Jack, while operating these many businesses, also served on school boards, 
town trustees, and other community organizations. He served as Justice of the Peace for many years. He operated a motor vehicle license bureau at the building on Griffin Street, and for several school terms taught shop to a number of young school children. Lillian, in her first years of life in Canada, was very homesick, and she convinced her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Herbert Spencer, to immigrate to Canada, which they did in 1921. They bought a home on Mill Street. Herbert operated a photo shop and then took on another job as salesman for a fertilizer company. He never operated a vehicle, so he would walk the rural roads and serve the farmers. Mr. and Mrs. Spencer operated a tea room in Hampton Court in London before coming to Canada. Mrs. Spencer, known as Granny Spencer, for many who got to know her, was also active in the community, and after a few years here, she became an employee of the post office. In the 1930s and 40s, she took to enjoying hockey after she arrived here and attended many games of the Smithville senior men's hockey team who played in Grimsby. Lillian, as previously noted, was very business-oriented. She started a wool shop in her home on Station Street. This she operated well into her late 80s. She was very gifted in knitting, crocheting, and sewing. Over the years, she helped a number of young people learn the art of these types of projects. During the period when the OPP had a detachment here in Smithville, Jack and Lillian had several rooms which they rented out to the officers who came here to join the detachment until they purchased a home so they could bring their family to the village. I have to mention several incidents in the life of Lillian that were quite amusing. Later in life, she would always have a glass of milk before going to bed, and the OPP officers commented about this. But little did they know that she would have a shot of scotch in her drink. The other happening was when the Ontario Lottery first started and was on TV. Some members of the family would gather at the Shepherd residence on a Friday night to see if they would win. Lillian's good friend, Jean Book, was always there, and when the last number was called, there were some great expressions of frustration. It was all in good fun. In February 1987, Lillian Shepherd celebrated her 89th birthday, and in quoting from the writings in the local paper, they called her the ultimate volunteer. Volunteer is a word that optimizes Lillian Shepherd. While community and political support groups beg for volunteers to sit on committees, canvass for funds, and help raise public awareness in various areas, Mrs. Shepard remembers her early days as volunteer as just something you did. Known as Billy the River Girl back in her tomboy childhood of boating in England, Mrs. Shepard joined the Red Cross as an army nurse at the tender age of 16. I was mechanically inclined, so she was sent to France, put behind the wheel of an ambulance, which was a three-wheeled electric car, and told to rescue wounded soldiers from the trenches. Not a job for the faint-hearted, everybody was doing it, she said easily. Later, working in a soldier's hospital, she met and captivated her husband, Jack, who brought her to Smithville in 1919. While raising four children, she continued working free as a midwife. She was partial to soldiers' wives and especially war brides. Mrs. Shepard was the first president of the local Red Cross, and she attacked the job with gusto. 
An old family snapshot shows her standing surrounded by donated bouquets of beautiful gladiola, which, which were sold for Red Cross funding. Her sense of humor and acceptance of life's handicaps make her a pleasure to be around. Later in life, Jack would suffer the same blood clot problem as his father had previously. Jack lost both his legs to this disease and ended up in a wheelchair before he died at the age of 69 in 1965. As you can see, see, the Shepherd family contributed greatly in a number of ways to the growing business community in our village of Smithville. You can drive through the village today and still see the remnants of their early ventures, some which house new businesses and still provide a service to Smithville's residents. Moreover, members of the Shepherd family provided important service to the war efforts, to their neighbors, and through the community endeavors. Now it is time to close up shop, clean up the presses for a good start in the morning. So we say goodbye and hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm.